Sakuna Show. I'm Mitchell Froom, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio tempting fate wherever you are. Putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select with the help of our friends Synchronicity. We're Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. Radio 8 Ball, show. And welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, here in the studio in Vancouver, British Columbia, with Ford Pier. Hiya. He is providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. And now we have the return to Radio 8 Ball of the great Sheldon Gomberg. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, Sheldon. Why, thank you, sir. It feels like home. Last time you were on the show, you were with Tobias the Owl, an artist that you are currently producing. We technically have finished. The record is, you know, it's been mastered and it's ready, ready to come out. They're working on the artwork. Excellent, excellent. And right now you are currently working with some tracks that Ford and I crafted many, many years Indeed. ago. And making them sound beautiful. Yeah, I love that one well, that, I, that I heard. That's I what I keep telling you. Turned out great. <laughs> Are oh, you? Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, this is the first time that you, Sheldon, are meeting Ford, and Ford, you are meeting Sheldon, uh, actually voice to voice. Although, uh, I've been talking with both of you about each other a fair amount, so it's great well, to be introducing it, you. The, great to meet you. The the pleasure is all mine. And, you seem so distant. Well, you're all you're, like what twelve hundred miles away. Yeah. Is that how? Well, how? it's actually more than that. Seattle is twelve hundred miles away, so it'd probably be about, I don't know, fifteen hundred miles away. I'm, I'm not, I'm not good. How far with... is, how far is Vancouver from Seattle? Well, uh, two and a half hours, so one hundred and fifty miles, and it's actually well, a thousand miles. You to... must drive slow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. It all depends. I mean, like, well, there's that belt system around Seattle that you have to get through in the, any way you slice it. Like, there is absolutely no time of day when you can avoid being stuck there for... Yeah. A period. Yeah. That's why, that's why I say two and a half hours. Uh, I think that my absolute record you... was I, I, I went to, like, I, I closed up the store that I was working out and I jumped outside into my car and I went to uh, see the um, the flesh eaters at Numo's and I made it there in two hours and 17 minutes and found a parking spot right outside the club. Wow. Great. <laughs> okay. Where's Numo's? Uh, it's, uh, Capitol Hill. That was uh, the last place that, that I saw down. you, Andras. Oh, was yeah. when we were playing at Numo's, uh, like what? Uh, five years ago or six years ago or something like that. And you were playing with, that show. with No Means yep. No. Yeah, they come up again. Yeah. Are you familiar with No Means No, Sheldon? No. And that means no. I'm so curious. I, I And I, I want to sort of dig away and try and find the place where your musical path might have crossed Fords. Although I, I, I imagine you probably travel in slightly different musical circles like Sheldon, you're you're a session musician. You'll play as a I session have. musician. Yep. You'll play on anything. You'll even play on an Andras Jones record. Sure, but <laughs> I think of 
like your music and No Means No and DOA, which is like this very, very a highly musical, highly intelligent brand of that. Well, Olympia is no slouch in that oh, yeah. regard. Right. Carrie Brownstein has been hanging around. She, she, the 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 uh, Kim who was who was just here. Her her partner Jason Zimpano. Uh, he uh, uh, works at a, uh, at a at a bar where she was just like scouting locations for a TV series that she's going to be making up here or something, or maybe it's a movie. I don't know, but you know, I mean. Yeah, well, Vancouver yeah. is going to be starring as Olympia in a, in a feature, in the future. We just had Fred Armisen on the show, and he was talking about there you go. his partner, Carrie. You know, I went to, high, I went to college with Carrie Brownstein. I went to, at, the, at Evergreen. She actually she complained to the teacher about me. More of these confluences. Seriously? What about? <laughs> she, she said, that, well, she said that I, uh, that I, that, I made it hard for her to like somehow I it, like I took up too much space or I was too loud or I was like I made it hard for her to express herself or um, it was one of my it was it was a, a wake up call for me of in in a way in in Olympia that that things were changing but it, I always think it's kind of funny because she certainly has found a way to express herself so I like to think that maybe just pushing against whatever you, it was pushing that, against you yeah whatever i repre- represented as the man in that situation it obviously didn't keep her i couldn't keep her down and i'm glad maybe you taught her her how to rise above adversity well i would never i would never say that but since you have i'll accept it <laughs> if i say it it's the gospel isn't it well and we you know what, the, the last time you were on the show we we talked I, I was I hadn't didn't know you as well as I have gotten to know you now. So listeners should know, you know, you you have a pretty interesting musical career as well in terms of uh, the people you've produced and played with whether it's Ricky Lee Jones or we act, we had a, one of our first times we talked we had a connection of uh, knowing who Duke McVinney is, which I don't know. Are you familiar with Duke McVinney, Ford? No, I, I don't know that he, name. He's I'm a, embarrassed to say. He's, oh, no, no. He's, he's very obscure, but he's someone who I think you would absolutely love. He's another one of those just really interesting, intelligent, musical cats. How did you cross paths yeah. with him, Sheldon? I met Duke McVinney through Danny Magoo, who was in... I think I met him when I started playing with this band called Candy Pants. And uh, and Danny Danny Magoo uh, Duke McVinney. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm sorry. That was uh, that was George Baby George Baby Woods and Candy Pants. Duke McVinney was in Chivalry and Danny Magoo. So I played with Candy Pants. Danny and I were friends. I played with Candy Pants. Then I started playing with Chivalry, who was Ambrosia Parsley, Duke McVinney, and and uh, Danny Magoo. And uh, I was in the, you know, I was the hired rhythm section. I played with them for about six years and um, great band. And then Duke now lives. And then I did some playing with Duke uh, out on like, I think Magnolia. Um, some, I forget what the club was, but I did a little bit of playing with him and Tony Gilkison, I think. And and, uh, and then uh, Duke moved, moved back. His sister was sick. And so he moved back to upstate New York. And I've only talked to him a few times since then. Yeah, I, for a second, you, you kind of blew my mind. I was thinking, Duke McVinney played in Candy Pants? No, that's not possible. No, 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 no. It was the same world, but Duke was in Shivery, not Candy Pants. So. In my mind, I'm trying to craft a situation where 
I can somehow emerge Ford's music scene up here with your with his obscure music scene up here with your obscure music scene down there. Maybe it's just because. Well, there's not very many degrees of separation there. Tony Gilkison played an X no, for a I'm time, sure and X somewhere. X has played a whole lot with DOA. Oh, really? So there we go. Did yeah. you play? So you played a lot okay. with X? No. Oh no. But DOA did with it. Uh, DOA is mentioned in a song by X. Really? Yep. I must not think bad thoughts. Oh, so there and, it is. And, and DJ DJ Bonebreak, the drummer of X, is a really good friend of mine. We played all kinds of music together. We played all kinds of stuff, and uh, I use him for sessions a lot. Oh yeah, he's a marvelous drummer. So. He was he was playing in that lineup of the Flesh Eaters that I went down to see at Numo's when I set my 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 traveling record <laughs> uh, to uh, Seattle, as I was mentioning before. See, there you go. Our, our paths are starting to cross. Yep. <laughs> and he's also been a guest on Radio 8 Ball, as have jo- John Doe, Xene, and DJ have all been on Radio 8 Ball. There you go. So, you know, before we get into your question, Sheldon, having listened to these tracks that, as I've told you, the the tracks and all you get, I wrote the songs, but pretty much everything else is Ford. And, oh, wow. you know, whether he played it or he just or he arranged it and t- told other people what to play. I'm curious if there's anything, you know, any questions you have having dug into those tracks for Ford. Yeah, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> well, I, I, I have no, a... I'm kidding. They're, they're brilliant. <laughs> they're oh, really great. Thank you very much. No, I just wanted it so that it would be like each... Uh, um, it seemed to me as though Andras's imagination about the, the songs and the way that he saw the songs all going together, those connections were not uh, uh, overtly available to me. Uh, so it seemed to me like as an outside listener, just listening to these things, not knowing all of the details behind them, even though we did know each other, it seemed to me as though what would best sling them together is if it were to unfold like, like, a, uh, like, a, like a picture book almost and to have each mm. successive song well, inter- introduce a new sound. Or introduce a they new feel. They are definitely very picturesque. Yeah, that was that was sort of the idea, like a like a you know pictures at an exhibition type of thing. This is going to be yeah. a green song. This is going to be a pink song. Here's the trumpets. The next one is going to be uh, focused right. on harder sounds. You know, so that was that was the the organizing principle. And I think I understand that you are the bass player on this stuff. I played some bass on it. Um, Not the stand-up bass, but you played no, all the other. Bass. I didn't. I didn't do the upright. But did I play all the rest of it? Did Keith play on some? I played on a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Or, I think Keith that played. Sounds great. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Sheldon. That's uh, very nice to hear. Sheldon is also a bass player. So. Yeah, I know that. Oh, was <laughs> when you're back in back in my other, in my other life. It's like a, being a jet, you know. When you're a bass player, you're a bass player all the way from your first cigarette to your yeah. last flat and fifth. E and A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so enough about my my record, Sheldon. What is your question for the Pop Oracle? All right. So my question for the Pop Oracle is: Is it better to live in the present, knowing that you're not where you want to be, or to live in the future, knowing that you may never reach where you want to be? That's bullshit. <laughs> no, are no. you serious? <laughs> he's, he's always saying that's that. What? We already we had someone who asked a question that was really really similar to that earlier. That is unreal. <laughs> yeah, that is unreal. 
All right. Does that mean I have to go back have to you been, have, have, have you been on the phone with Tom Antona of Durham, North Carolina, just within the past no. little while? Holy cow. No. So is it better to live in the present? Say that Knowing it, that you're not where you want to be or to live in the future or to live for the future, knowing that you may never get to where you want to be. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, now to engage the Pop Oracle on your behalf, I'm going to pick a card, any card. <laughs> pick a card, pick a card, any card, pick a card. What is it, Ford? It's a one. Song number one is Ponce de Leon versus the Risible Shuck of Authenticity. Uh-huh. Get you a gallon of gas So it's out the cloaca Into the sewer Out with the older and with the newer <laughs> I dabbled in mysticism And got lost among the rooms Sacred numbers in the zombies cucumber, but I never bent any spoons. I can't say the sound of the chanting, but I don't remember the tunes. But it's wrong with the kicking out of the jams. But by the pricking of my hand, something wicked this way wobbles. And it wobbles because it's lame. And it's lame because it doesn't have a leg to stand on, because of both of its legs are game. That's game like a zero-sum game. versus the nanny state what's with all the cloven hooves i can't shake the sound of the sick beats but i don't remember the grooves so it's with the two and up with the showing days are here again i'm buying local sourced from a pop-up mom and pop-up pop-up mom and pop divorced 
So they handed it off to their feckless heirs whose folks' ears seem forced. So it's out of the blue and into the onyx. Up with the spirits and down with the tonics. Down with the tonics. And that was Ford Pier with Ponce de Leon versus the Risible Shock of Authenticity. You have those songs, the yeah. titles, they just stick. They're just, they're right. Sure. They're so yeah. obvious. They're so. Gnomic know. is the yeah. word, yeah. So uh, that was the answer to Sheldon Gomber's question. Is it better to live in the present, even though the present isn't where you, where you want to be, or to rush towards the future even though you may not get where you want to get to and so Ford tell us a little bit about the background of that song I don't know a bunch of funny stuff that rhymed <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of funny stuff that rhymes well, well there's there's certainly it seems some uh, it gets pointed there uh, the uh I guess the idea behind the song is a uh uh oh what in the world is this song about well it starts with the 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 uh, outlandish line, happy days are here again, and I'm bleeding out my ass. Sure. Well, that's, <laughs> that's just to sort of to, to welcome people in. Right, right. Um, uh, I, the, okay, Ponce de Leon versus, versus the risible shock of authenticity. So the, the, the title is actually what brings all of these images into focus, I would think. Um, a, uh, a, a desire to... Uh, uh, to remain vital, um, to uh, to look for things, to have an active experience of life, uh, versus what you know to be like sort of a a, a, a bill of goods. You want to be open to um, uh, you want to be open to discovery, and you want to. Uh, uh, remain well. I use the word vital, but you you want uh, you want to preserve uh, youth mentally. Uh, you want to have that that uh, vigor of uh, um, uh, of experience, and yes. and and sometimes that's in conflict with like oh, I've seen this before, but you you are you might be worried that 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 attitude you know even if you know you're right it might close you off to learning something it might close you off to some important experience which could be positively employed at some place down the road so and ponce de leon is the example of experience no ponce de leon was the uh the uh He's the conquistador. The, no, he was uh, an explorer. Well, yeah, he was that. But I think that we remember him mostly as being the the guy who was searching for the fountain of youth. Ah, the fountain of youth. Well, that's perfect. Going to go back to that idea of trying to go back. Yeah, well, trying actually, to go, or trying to be, you know, immortal. Right. In in, in his case, or and that would be in the future. 
I guess so. I suppose it would. And when you say the risible shock of authenticity, that's... Well, this is something that people people fetishize things that are, you know, real, that are pure. Uh, and uh, that's, uh, that's a form of objectification in and of itself. Uh, you know, I, I mean, like... Oh, there's images in there of, like, I don't know, folk singers or locally sourced food or whatever. And all of these things have have good things about them, of course. But, you know, is the—it's it's not like the song is particularly profound or whatever, but it does acknowledge a real question, which is, are you into these things because of their wonderful qualities in and of themselves or because it's— participating in a proximity to those wonderful qualities. Right. And when you've seen uh, patterns emerge and abate a number of times in your life as you get a little bit older, then you might be tempted to sort of go, yeah, we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. But you you don't want to cut yourself off from something important. So this is, this is the 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 quandary that the song's narrator is embroiled in. So bring it to you, Sheldon. Yeah, it was great. Oh, cool. You know, the last, the last like 30 seconds or, or so due to our cell phone connection was a little jumbled, but, uh, other than that, no, that was great. the performance. Actually, I completely <laughs> lost that. I, I <laughs> kind of dropped my guitar and uh, stumbled when I was turning off the loop and, there was a mind mind that's you you heard it fine i bet it was authentic yeah. nice. <laughs> i like that's it that's right can you write that out on a chart <laughs> which the, the falling down while you're trying to yeah so i can give it to like, the next session player that comes in sure yeah so sheldon what do you what did you think about that as the answer to your question well i think it's great because he's talking about uh Ponce de Leon looking to the future, looking to the uh, fountain of youth, which is actually, you're saying the past, but the past would be in the future because you're trying to get back to youth. So the answer, I think, would be it's better to live. Well, it's he's living in the future, even though there's no guarantee that he'll get where he wants to be. But then I guess, I guess that leaves the question open that is that better or is it better to live in the present? So yeah. I guess I'm just as confused as ever. <laughs> well, Sorry. Like, if, if we set this up, it's a versus, and you, your question is a versus. The unsatisfactory present or the impossible to attain future. And here we have Ponce de Leon is, who's searching for the, I guess, a perpetual present. And the shock of authenticity is, I guess, is that the future? I mean, we are the nat- it is a it is the natural it is the authentic progression of a human being to move forward in time, and be pursuing the future as opposed to, I guess you can perpetually stay in the present if you are a, a master meditator, but most mm-hmm. of us are our minds are drawn our minds and our are drawn like our bodies perpetually towards the future and the yawning grave. Had to, yeah, I had to go great. there. I don't know. I just play bass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether the song is really in, designed to endure a, a really stringent analysis. It's, you know. 
I actually I would I have to disagree with you. Your songs I mean they're they're not baby 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 let's go baby baby that don't you know there's a lot even I without would argue a question. That baby 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 is what life is about. And that <laughs> and that all of this other stuff is just sort of like, you know, your your thoughts go somewhere Construct while you're while mind. you're walking to the store, you know. Well, I would rather listen to Happy Days Are Here Again and I'm Bleeding Out My Ass than Baby, 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 Let's Go, Baby, Baby. But that's just me. That's my taste. That's one, my may, taste. one may lead to the other, though. You never know. Don't shut off the possibility. That's a fact. There we go. Yep. I knew I could get you guys to agree and start ganging up on me. That's, what I, that's, that's my dream. That's what I wanted. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. It's a good show. She likes playing spin the bottle with her groovy crew. He has mistresses in towns from Jacksonville to Kalamazoo. And when they meet in bed or on the street, they always take a break to say, how do you do? Because she believes in full disclosure, everything's allowed. While he requires privacy and doesn't take much comfort from the crowd she keeps. So when they part is when their lives burst into art. His inside is room and hers out at the orgy on the dune. got fears, she's got tissues, he's got beers, and after one, two, many years, another year goes by. But when they talk about themselves to the emotional midgets and intellectual elves who seem to be the norm. They congratulate themselves that they did not conform 
stay together. Mm. She likes play and spin the bottle. 